he sent his word to heal you. So you can be healed right while you're hearing the word. You can receive a manifestation of power right while you're listening to these scriptures and he's preaching. So in Mark 11, verse 22, right after Jesus spoke to a tree and it withered from the roots, the disciples were pretty freaked out about that. And they had some questions about that. In Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. It's not, he's basically saying it's not just me being able to see results like this. You have faith in God. Right? Somebody's phone ringing? I thought it was somebody's phone. I thought for a second it was up on the TV screen. So Jesus said, have faith in God, teaching them that they can change things if they need to. Verse 23, Jesus said, for truly I say to you, that whosoever, and I want you to say that, I'm a whosoever. Whosoever shall use their mouth properly, right? Whosoever shall say unto this obstacle, problem, deficiency, you're going to have to say something to things? Yeah, you're going to have to speak to something once in a while that's not right in your life. Now, most people think that's crazy, but most people are sick. You know what I'm saying? Most people are sick because they don't believe this. They think, we're crazy. I'd rather be thought crazy and healthy and blessed than fit in with everybody else and be just like them. Wouldn't you? Most people that think this is crazy are defeated in life. I wonder if they didn't think this was crazy if they wouldn't be defeated. Well, we know they wouldn't be because the Lord didn't lie here. And a lot of people, they don't realize it. But by not speaking to things at times is disobedience to the Lord. And that's why they don't get results. So we could say disobedience is the reason many people are not doing well because they're picking and choosing what they want to obey. And they're, not, they're just thinking, well, I'm going to just pick this. I'll obey that, Lord. But I'm not going to obey that. That's wild. I'll obey this, but I'm, I don't believe in that, so I'm not going to obey that. That's not how you get fully blessed. If you want fully blessed, you've got to be an obedient child of God in every area. Hmm? You know a lot of people have died young because they didn't obey this scripture? I said, a lot of people have died young because they don't obey this scripture. And trying it is not doing it. Are you listening? Jesus said, whosoever shall say. So if you want to get out of some problems, remove some problems, you're going to have to do more than just hope they go away. You're going to have to open up your mouth. You're going to have to even do more at times than just pray to God to do something. You're going to have to open up your mouth and speak to that thing yourself. No, I'll just pray for God to take it away. He's not going to take things away that you have the faith to move away. That's still Him getting the credit for it because He gave you the faith. But listen, church, there's a lot of things we're called to do. I love it when... when uh, I'm so glad the Lord led me to the teachers He led me to when I got saved because I could have been in all kinds of weird religions today. I'm so glad He protected me. And I believe if you really have a sincere, hungry heart, He'll protect you from false doctrine. And I'm so glad I heard Norval Hayes when I was young in the Lord. I'm so glad. I heard him. I was going to say this yesterday, but I didn't. I was about to, but I'd forgotten my train of thought. And I heard Brother Norval Hayes one time say, he said, I don't have any more sad days. And when he said that, my mind thought he was crazy, but my heart said, I believe it. I, if he can have it, I can have it. God doesn't have any favorite children. If he can have no more sad days, I could have no more sad days. So I just rose up and said, you know what? I don't have any more sad days. And guess what? I haven't. I don't have any more sad days. And it's been 20, 30 years. I don't have any more sad days. I'm not saying opportunities to be sad haven't come, but I know how to get on top of it. 
It's very difficult to stay sad and believe scriptures at the same time. <laughs> I don't even know that. Because if you're believing you're going to heaven and you're believing you're delivered from the powers of darkness, you believe by his stripes you were healed, you're believing he's meeting all your needs, and you believe all your sins are forgiven, whether you feel like it or not, it's a good day. <laughs> it's a good day. Amen. But one of the greatest things that helped me get out of depression was realizing that depression was a choice and joy was a choice. Hmm? No matter how you feel, you can change how you feel. Right? But now, another thing that Norville said, he said when he was praying about his daughter and how to get her healed of those growths all over her body when she was in high school, he said the Lord told him in a time of prayer, the Lord told him, he said, son, you want your daughter healed, don't you? Yeah, I want her healed. She's got the ugliest hands in high school. It's a drag. She's a girl. She wants to be pretty. Jesus said, you want your daughter healed? He said, I'm not going to say everything he said because it's pretty strong, but one of the things he said was, how long are you, daddy, going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body? If you will curse them in my name, they will die like I cursed the fig tree, if you believe and doubt not. So he did what he said out of that time of prayer. And after 40 days, or was it 40 days? Was it 40 days, Carla? Was it 60 days? 90 days? It was, it was a few months, a, a couple of months, a couple of few months time. She was putting up dresses one day, looked at her ugly hands, got another dress, put it up, and all her skin was perfect in a moment. But it took some standing. It took some faith. It took believing and not doubting for a period of a month or more for her to see the miracle in her life. Well, what, what, what do you do with that? What, what if he wouldn't have done what the Lord, see what the Lord told him to do in that time of prayer is what he's telling us to do in verse 23. If you've got an obstacle in your life, speak to it, child of God. Say, but I don't want to be strange. Well, you're not going to get healed. <laughs> How many know you can't worry about being perfect toward people and be healed at the same time? Anybody got a problem in their body? Raise your hand. You got a problem in your body? Right now, speak to it and say, problem? Call it by name if you want. Problem? Say problem, call it by name. And now say this, problem, look at it and say, I rebuke you. Get out of my life right now in Jesus' name. I believe it worked. I stand in faith. I'll doubt not. That's powerful. That's power. You know, most of the world and actually all the world and most Christians think you're crazy for what you just did. One of the reasons you have to come to church a lot is to be reminded of spiritual things and to be reminded of principles of faith. Because I'm telling you, as soon as this meeting's over, you're going back into a world that believes the opposite of what we're teaching in this church. And if you're in the world more than you're in the church or in the Word, you'll just automatically go the direction of the course of the world. This is, church is not just religious duty. Church is keeping yourself in a place where you don't slip back into things that promote defeat in your life. A lot of times going to church is just being reminded of what you already know, but you need reminded. <laughs> I mean, how many of you being happy like you got it? How many of you been happy like you got it for the last seven days? Well, we're back here to be reminded again. If you be happy like you got the victory, you're going to see the victory in your life. Got to remind you. Got class, got to remind you. Smile when you don't feel like it. Why? Because you believe you got something. You believe something great is about ready to manifest. You believe something great is already yours. You're expecting it to manifest. You're excited. (laughs) Come on, what does he say here? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, 
be removed. Do you have the authority to move things that are not right? You don't have to pray for God to move what he gave you power to move. And if he gave you power to move it, he's going to expect you to use your power. When you're a baby Christian, you get some things on a lower level. But as you grow in the Lord, he's going to expect you and me to start speaking the things that are not right in our life and believing they're leaving. In other words, believe that if you can speak to something in your life and you believe that what you said is going to come to pass, you're no longer talking like that's a big bad problem in your life. Even though the symptoms maybe didn't leave, Norval had to stand for 40 plus days before he saw his daughter manifestedly healed, but she stood in faith. He had to resist feelings and doubt. And let me tell you a good way to stay in faith. Give thanks all the time for what you prayed for. Hmm? Offer up to God the sacrifice of praise continually. I will bless the Lord at all times. That helps you stay in faith that you believe you got it instead of slipping into someday I'll get it. Give thanks always. Don't we have to have scriptures about that? In everything, give thanks. Offer up the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Every time we see each other, we should see each other mumbling or saying something like, Praise the Lord. Glory to God for healing. Thank you, Jesus. My prayer was heard. Thank you, Lord, this country is under your care. Thank you, Lord, our president's going to be strong. Thank you, Lord, our kids are going to serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord, our minds are clear. Thank you, Father God, for protection in perilous times. Praise you. What, what do you do? Well, you're praising God. And number two, you're reminding yourself that you already got the victory and that your prayers are being answered or have been answered. So if you want the victory, <clears throat> you've got to speak to the mountains. Whoever shall say to this mountain or this trouble or this problem, be removed and be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, see heart, but you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you're going to have whatever you say. Yeah. And the, the sobering thought is this works in the negative. If you believe something negative, and you talk about it long enough, that'll begin to come to pass in your life. So just as bad as it is, it's as good as it is if you do it right. But then he says in verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things, healing, deliverance, a miracle, restoration, peace, strength, wisdom, a strong marriage, kids that serve God, whatever, fill it in. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, we got the desire part down, we got the prayer part down. Let's get this part down. What things soever you desire when you pray, when you pray, not after you pray. It lingers to after, but you don't wait till after. What things soever you desire when you pray, right then begin to believe that you receive them. Believe you receive healing when you pray. And a lot of times that's not when you feel healed. That's just when you believe you got your healing. Believe you receive healing when you pray. That's strong. Do you know believing you receive healing is actually stronger than feeling healed? Because it produces the feeling healed. A lot of people think believing they receive is not that big a deal. But feeling healed is the big deal. Feeling healed is not the big deal. The big deal is believing you receive healing when you pray. That's the big deal. And that's why you should rejoice more when you pray than when the actual healing shows up. Because it's a bigger deal to believe you receive healing than it is to feel healed. Believing you receive healing always leads to feeling healing. But feeling healing is really not healing. 
Feeling healing is the physical result of being healed. It's the physical result. It's not the healing. It's the result of being healed. And you can be healed right now by faith. And that's the big deal. If you get the, I believe I receive healing down, feeling healed, it won't be a big deal. Big, this is huge. This is, this is, like I said, these are words that we need to hear that will help us to live the way we're supposed to live. Hmm. Everybody say, I believe. I, believe. I, receive. I receive my healing. That's strong. That's strong, my friend. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive those things you desire when you pray, when you pray, and you shall have them. So let me ask the question again. When are you going to see the manifestation of healing in your body? After you believe you receive the manifestation, or after you believe you receive the healing, then you're going to see the manifestation of the healing. And then verse 25, and when you stand praying, this all goes together. If you want your prayers to work, you've got to do verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. Now why would he say that right after a powerful teaching on prayer? Huh? Why would he start talking about forgiving those who have done us wrong right in connection with receiving answers to our prayer? Because not forgiving will hinder your prayer. Not forgiving will mess up your good prayer. And remember, you don't forgive. You don't know if you've forgiven somebody because you feel like you've forgiven them. You've forgiven somebody because you have said in your heart, they owe me nothing. Right? Forgive us our debts. They don't owe me anything for me to treat them properly. They don't owe me anything. You forgive by choice, not by feeling. Now, feelings may come against you like, oh, that rascal. Oh, what should you do when it happens? Number one, don't entertain that stuff. Don't entertain the wrong feelings. Don't entertain the ill will. And don't entertain the animosity. Talk against it. Resist it. Say no to it. What are you doing? You're staying in love, which means your faith is going to work, which means Mark eleven twenty four is going to produce your desired result. So when you stand praying, see, when you stand praying, he's not done talking about praying yet. When you stand praying, if you want your prayers to be good and not aborted, When you stand praying, be nice like you got what you prayed for before you see it, and you'll get it. Forgive like you got it. It's a lot easier to forgive people when you've got all your miracles and all your blessings and all your prosperity and all your kids right where you want them to be. How many know it's a lot harder to be ticked off when all your needs are met and every prayer has been answered? Well, why don't we believe all of our needs are met and believe all of our prayers have been answered and act like that loving person that we would be when all those things happened right now in faith? Do you see that walking in love like you got the victory is one of the things that helps you to see the victory? A lot of times people say, I believe, but their countenance shows that they don't believe they got the victory. (laughs) They look miserable. They are grumpy. They are not nice. They may say, I believe I received my miracle, but they're not acting like they believe they received their miracle. They're saying the right thing, which is important. But how many know you got to go beyond just saying, I believe I received my miracle, and then start telling all your loved ones, shut up, you bother me, you're blah, 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 blah. You're sure not acting like you, because if you really believed you received the victory you prayed for, you'd be a lot nicer person. 
How many know you got to be nice like you got it if you want to see it? You got to be nice like you got it if you want to see your blessing. You got to be nice like you got it. You got to be forgive. You got to forgive like you got it. You got to walk in love like you got it. You got to you got to quit worrying like you don't got it. Right? Isn't that what he's saying? He's telling us here. Well, number one, he's saying when you pray and believe you receive something, go back to Mark eleven twenty four and talk like you got it. Because I'm telling you, you can pray for a great thing that the Lord wants you to have. Two days later, start complaining about not having it. Right? Start talking like you still need it. And you just undid a good prayer. That's not God saying no to your prayer. That's you undoing your own prayer. Aren't you glad you can repent for these things though? Aren't you glad you can say, Lord, I slipped, forgive me. And he will and you can get right back into strong faith. And I want to say this again. It's frustrating, and you're not going to see hardly any results at all, if any, to ask God for something, like healing or deliverance, or claim your healing or deliverance, and then three days later, go back to talking like you still need it. Oh, I really need this thing. Oh, I wish I had this thing. I thought you said you believed you received it. Believe you received means you take it at that moment by faith in the spirit realm. It's yours. Why are you trying to get something that's still yours? Believers need to hold on long enough to I believe I got it till it has an opportunity to manifest in the earth realm. Now I know all healings don't come. There's some healings come instantaneous. Some healings come immediately. But some healings are built as our faith grows. Some healings manifest as our faith grows. And really that's one of the best ways to receive healing because if you get a healing through strong faith on your own, then you're in a lot better shape to keep your healing when the devil tries to knock it out of your hands later with a counterattack. You want to keep your healing, don't you? This is one of the best ways to get a healing and keep a healing. Develop your own faith to the point, to the point where it manifests in your life because you developed in faith, not just because someone prayed for you with their faith. Hmm? It's very important to keep what the Lord has given us because the devil's going to try to steal it. He's called a thief, you know. Now, go with me to Acts chapter 14. Acts 14. And I want to just show you again the New Testament pattern. And please understand, class, I'm not saying this is the only way to be healed, but these principles are involved in every way to be healed. All right, I want to show you the New Testament pattern for believers, for people to be healed today in our day after the Lord has ascended to the Father. After Jesus ascended to the Father, this healing right here took place after Jesus Christ was bodily out of the earth realm. Geographically, He's gone from the earth realm. By His Spirit, He's in us. He manifests at times by His Spirit. But geographically, He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. All right? Here's a healing that happened in that dispensation. And the principles here work for us today just as powerful as what we're going to read here. Acts 14. And you're going to know these same things we've been talking about in Mark 11, 23 and 24 are found here as well. Acts 14 and verse 7. And there they preached the gospel. So everything starts with preaching the gospel, right? There they proclaimed the gospel, Paul and Barnabas. And it said, at Lystra, a certain man at Lystra was impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. I wonder what would happen to this man if he didn't go to church that day. 
you know, stayed home and watched the football game. <laughs> well, that day, there would have not been a miracle like this. Now you know why the devil fights you from hearing the word. You don't know. You don't know what you're missing if you don't hear the word you're supposed to hear. The same heard Paul speak. Paul steadfastly beholding this man and Paul perceiving that this lame man had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand up right on your feet and the lame man leaped and walked and that was a miracle. I want you to notice there's no prayer here. Now there was prayer before this. Paul constantly prayed so he'd be ready for times like this. But at this actual point of ministry, no prayer. Can you get healed without praying for healing? You can, just, you can get healed by simply believing what Jesus did for you and acting like it's true. But again, a lot of people are trying to act and believe from their head. You need to sometimes just say, Head, I'm not leaning to you right now. I'm going to act from my heart. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what I sound like. I'm getting my miracle. Right? Now notice... It said the man got healed after he heard the word. He had faith that he was healed. And then he acted like a healed person. And a miracle came on the scene while he was acting. Hmm? Let me say this before we, before we break this down a little bit more. Paul said, Paul beholding the lame man. See, this guy's lame, right? He's lame. And while Paul was perceiving that he had faith to be healed, in the natural, he was still not standing. Can you have faith to be healed and still not appear to be physically well? This man was not standing. He was on the ground, immobile. But Paul said while he was immobile, crippled, and on the ground, he had faith to be healed. Well, if he had faith to be healed, why, was, why didn't he look healed? Same reason a million Christians today don't look healed, though they have faith to be healed. They don't have the action part down. They don't have the action part down. Are you listening? And we've been going over the action part, haven't we? Talk like you got it. Be happy like you got it. Don't worry like you got it. Right? Be nice like you got it. Help other people like you got it. Praise God like you got it. Smile like you got it. Breathe like you got it. Eat food like you got it. Walk like you got it. Sleep like you got it. Take a shower like you got it. Talk to your kids like you got it. Correct the dog like you got it. I mean, if you believe you just received your home paid for and your miracle and your victory and your healing, your little dog is not going to make you that upset anymore. Right? When she keeps yipping at night. You're going to wake up and go, Glory to God, I don't care if my dog is yipping. I got the victory. You'll nicely get up with a smile on your face, bring the little pooch and pet it and say, Honey, don't do that. You know how you can tell if you're not believing you receive? You kick the dog. That's a sign you just stepped out of faith and you're delaying your own miracle. You're going to kick no dog if you just got your miracle. Or your, your house payment is being paid and you know next week you're not going to have any more house payment. You've got a beautiful 5,000 square foot home. I mean, you're not going to be mad. See, we haven't, we haven't thought about this, but we haven't realized this, but Carla's been bringing this out to me. This is really heavy revelation here. We've been talking about this. She's been giving me feedback. But really, this is what it means to believe you receive. Breathe like you got it. 
Say hi like you got it. Shake hands like you got it. <laughs> Laugh like you got it. Be nice like you got it. That's a big one. Because Jesus said it was directly connected to Mark eleven twenty four. When you stand praying, forgive. Walk in love. Release people of their debts that you think they owe you. You know, I'm not talking about financial necessarily, but you know, they owe me an apology letter. They owe me, I'm sorry. And not if you forgave them. If you forgave them their debts, then they owe you nothing for you to feel right about them, for you to treat them right and talk right about them and think right about them. Kenneth Hagin wrote a book. It's kind of a thicker book of his called Love, The Way to Victory. And the Lord raised him up to teach faith. Well, faith works by love. So he writes this book, Love, The Way to Victory. And he says in his book, he says in his book, if my prayers aren't working and my faith's not working and sickness comes against me, this is the first place I look. Am I harboring ill will, animosity, or wrong feeling toward anyone? Because if I am, that is one of the reasons I'm not seeing results in my faith walk. People need to look a lot of times at their love walk as to reasons why their faith walk is not where it could and should be. Faith works by love. I think some people, they're going to find amazing things happening in their life when they choose to forgive that person that they've been holding a grudge for for 30 years. Just forgive them. Just forgive them. Yeah, but what if I see them? Well, trust the Lord to, to make things right in that area. That He's directing your steps. And if He's directing your steps and you see them, then you're supposed to see them. Right? And just believe I can deal with it. If that happens, I'll be able to deal with it. Just like the death of a loved one. Don't, don't try to figure out how you're going to handle the death of a loved one. Just know that when it happens, there'll be grace there to handle it. There'll be grace there to handle it when it happens. Will I freak out? Will I not freak out? Am I going to cry? Don't even worry about it. When you get there, there's going to be supernatural grace to help you through it with flying colors. I know when I was getting married, when Carl and I decided to get married, um, I was thinking about the commitment that we had made and you know, we, we weren't married yet and we were heading toward the wedding date and I was thinking, I don't know if I can handle this. Man, I don't know if I can handle this. This is a big responsibility. I'm going to be married. I'm, I don't. And the Lord said, Son, you're trying to feel like you have grace to handle it before you say I do. The Lord said, I promise you, when you say I do, the grace will be there to help you and it will be wonderful. So I just entered into rest and said, yeah, it will work out great. Because, you know, she's a challenge. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he had to give some. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm just, she's the easiest person to live with. Anyway, it was a wonderful thing. It's just a, I had a little cold feet there. But anyway, go with me now to Acts. Read on here. Um, actually, go to me another scripture. Go to, um, well, I don't want to go there. Let's go to Romans 4. <clears throat> Let's just back up for a little bit and do a little bit of review, but you know my reviews are always always more than reviews. So the first thing then, the first thing that got this man healed, and this is a pattern for all New Testament believers, the first thing, everybody say the first thing. First thing. If you want to see a miracle and a healing, the first thing is you better like preaching. Because it all started with Paul preaching and it started with the man hearing what was preached. The same heard Paul speak, and his speaking was preaching at this time. So he heard Paul preach, and it started a domino effect. 
Now, I wanted to camp here just for a second before we read this next scripture. Satan fights this. And you have to understand, he's not going to come in warfare you think is of him. He's got to work through your own desires, your own weaknesses, your lusts, circumstances. He's very crafty at this. He's very crafty at making warfare not look like warfare. Just like, oh, those are just feelings. That's just this world. The devil is using things that are very common to people to get to people. He's not coming with a pitchfork. He's not coming, you know, with ah. He's coming, he's coming through our own des- light of our own desires, our own f- feelings, what we want, things around us. And he fights, he fights this. But now when you get in the groove, like you're in the groove, you know, we're here on a Monday. You're in the groove. Ain't no demon can stop you from being in healing class. I believe things we've heard today are going to totally revolutionize our future starting when we leave. And even our present. But Satan fights people hearing the gospel. I don't know how many people... It's, it's you know, I, as an observation of a pastor, I can count so many people that have been defeated and destroyed by the storms of life simply because they didn't hear enough preaching. They weren't equipped properly. Now, now, most people don't see that's the connection. They don't see, well, this problem over here, why did it happen? They're not even thinking about looking back in the last three years of their life where they've skipped church and done things they felt like doing, didn't hear the sermons they needed here, didn't esteem equipping on the highest level. And then they, they think, they're trying to figure out all these reasons why this problem happened, why they didn't get through this, why this... So much of it can just be simply traced back. They were not ready for the evil day. They were not ready for the storm. They weren't ready. They weren't equipped. I said yesterday, I said, you fall behind in equipping, you fall behind in victory. Hmm? I tell you, this is the time, this is, this is the hour, this is the time to make sure that we are hearing the word that we know we're supposed to hear and for the challenging times that are upon us, we need to take that even more seriously. Jesus said to local churches, not to just Lone Ranger Christians, He said to local churches, hear what the Spirit says to your church. He said, hear what the Spirit says to the church is. Plural. That's not talking about the universal church. That's talking about individual churches. Philadelphia, right? Smyrna, Thyatira, Ephesus, Laodicea. He was talking to specific local churches and he said basically this. He says, in that local church, the Spirit of God's going to say things to that local church. He's probably not going to say exactly the same way to this local church. And if you're supposed to be in this church, but you're in that church, you're missing some of what the Spirit of God's trying to tell you. It's very important to make sure you're in the church. And I know most of us here probably are, that the Lord's called you to, not the one that you just grew up in all your life. Not just the one that's closest to your home. Not just the one your kids like the most. Not just the one that has a fancier light show. You need to be in the one that you know in your heart is the one you should be feeding under. To get off in this or to get behind in this is a main reason why a lot of people are not making it through the battles of life. They're just simply not equipped. They're not ready. Things haven't been developed in them, so when the evil day happened, they sprang into 
proper confessions. They didn't have such a hard time resisting worry. They didn't have such a hard time resisting fear. And this is all because of development, not just because of one thing they heard. This is development over weeks, months, and years. How many of you want to be developed properly so when the crisis comes, you like a soldier, you just automatically do the things you're supposed to do instead of thinking, now, how do I uh, put the gun together? How do I load the magazine? How, how do I use that shield? Which way does the helmet go? Bang! You're gone, man. It's like you don't have time. You have to be developed in some of these areas. This is not to put fear in anybody. It's just to say, hey, the word's coming forth somewhere for us. I believe mine's right here. A lot of you too, if not all of you. And we need to just take that seriously because this man got healed because he heard the preaching he needed to hear. And another thing I'd say about this is um, Paul preached something that caused a physically sick man to have faith to be healed, which is not what everybody's preaching today. You know, some sermons will actually promote you staying sick and dying. Did you know that? I mean, there's some things you don't want to hear if you're in the fight for your life. You do not want to hear. If, you're, if, you're, if you've just been diagnosed with a terminal disease or something that's terrible in your body, you do not want to hear sermons entitled, It's God's Will That Some Are Healed. It ain't no way you can get faith to be healing if you think it's God's will that some are healed. How are you going to have faith and know you're one of the lucky ones? There's no scripture for it. If there's no scripture, there's no faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The only way to get faith to be healed is to know that you know that you know from this book right here it is God's will for everybody to be healed. Now you see you in there. Now you can have faith for it and now you can latch on to it. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds neat though. Oh yeah, We're, sermon today. It's God's will that some are healed. Everything, wow, cool. No, not cool at all. Not cool at all. It is not God's will that some be, it's God's will that everybody be healed. Everybody. And until you boldly believe that, you haven't gotten over the first major step. But here's the good news. Anybody can today say, you know what, today is my day. I believe, I receive my healing. And friend, that's what pleases God. Not when the healing shows up. He's pleased when the healing hasn't showed up and you say you believe. That's what pleases it. Because faith deals with the unseen. Faith pleases God, not the manifestation of healing. He's happy when it happens, but he's more pleased when we're believing we got it, when everything around us says we don't got it. Because that shows we really trust him and respect his word more than anything, including feelings. That's how quick things happen. I... um. To think you don't need healing is actually Satan, excuse me, to think you don't need preaching is actually Satan winning a battle. God's the one that chose this. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians that God chose, it pleased God. Everybody say it pleased God. What did? It pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching, the sick would be healed. But see, most sick people think, I need big help, Pastor. I need big help. 
I don't need no church service and no sermon. I need to run to the doctor. I need to get all the chemotherapy I can get. I need to get. Well, it, yeah, I mean, do what you got to do in the natural, but don't think you don't need preaching because preaching can heal you. I mean, like God's way of healing. Better than chemotherapy. Or, how many think God's way is really cool? But, you know, the devil's got people lied to saying, you don't need preaching, you need real help. God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that, to save them that believe, or to heal them that believe, because it's the same word in the Greek. All preaching won't get you healed, but Paul's kind of preaching will. Real quick, are we closing now? Romans 4.17. Well, don't turn there. It's, it's too late to get into that. Are you hearing what the Spirit's saying, guys? Huh? Hear preaching. That's what the guy did, right? He believed what he heard. And Paul perceived it. I mean, if you really believe something, it's kind of, it's perceptible. Right? I mean, you really believe something, you're going to like, really? And number three, he acted like it was true. Listen closely, guys. Listen to this closely. I'm going to share this from my heart. Listen closely. To act on... We don't need a leading of the Lord. We don't need to feel a leading to act on what Scripture says we're supposed to do. I'm saying that for a reason because there is something you need a leading for that the Scriptures don't mention. We don't need a leading to talk like we got it because Scripture already says if you believe that what you say is going to come to pass you're going to have whatever you say. Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, right? Call those things which be not as though they were and don't ever stop doing it from the stand of faith on. Keep calling it the way it should be not the way it looks, right? Talk like you got That's an action of faith that is involved in this acting like it's true. He heard preaching he believed what he heard about Jesus and about redemption, about how he bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases, how he redeemed us from the curse of the law. He believed those things, but he was still lame in the natural. He was still lame, though he had faith to be healed. And Paul says, stand up right on your feet. Now, that, that word, stand up right on your feet, you hear that word right there? That's not in Scripture for everybody. That was to that man. Are you listening? See, if it's not in Scripture... You better be led. But I believe the Lord spoke this to me. He said, he, said, he said, if I'm not leading my people to do anything like this, then all, all, what I've already written in the scriptures is enough for them. Talking like you got it. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, rejoicing like you got it. Mark eleven twenty five, 25, forgive like you got it. Walk in love, be nice like you got it. Right? Matthew 6, don't worry like you got it. Don't worry like a person who has what you prayed for. Right? Help other people like you got it. How many of you know those acts of faith right there are plenty for some people to receive all the manifestations they need from the Lord? And if there is anything besides that, well, the Holy Ghost is going to tell you. And I have good news for you. Even if you're a little dull in hearing from the Holy Ghost, your preacher one day may say, Stand up right on your feet or run, down, run, run around the auditorium. Because if I perceive somebody has faith to be healed and I hear the Spirit of God say, tell them that, I'm going to do it. 
And you can be sure, I'm not going to do it because I feel like it. I'm going to do it because I really believe the Lord told me to do it. And if that act is necessary, if I say it and you do it, it's going to happen. But all kinds of people have gotten deliverance and victory without doing something like that. Why should I stop taking medicine? Don't even worry about that. Just do what the written word said to do. And if anything else needs to come on the scene, he will tell you and lead you. And if he leads you and tells you, then do what he says. But make sure it's the Lord. If you want some some verification, come talk to your pastors about it. Who, I believe, God's given anointing to help you in such areas. But do you see what I'm saying? Talking like you got it, being happy like you got it, being nice like you got it, helping people like you got it, not worrying like you got it. There's power in that. Miracles can happen if we'll just do the scriptures that talk about these acts of faith. And if there's anything else that needs, you need to act on, he'll tell you. But if he's not telling you anything, you need to just keep doing what you're doing and rejoice that it's happening. It's working. Let's stand, church. Let's stand up. I, I, I really believe that was the Lord's word to us today. Whoo! He came to church to be reminded, whoo, I'm going to be happy like I got it. I'm going to be nice like I got it. <laughs> I'm going to eat like I got it. 